from grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Path. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Miles. And this is the best beer show on the internet, or so my mom says. That is dang true. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, Miles, why don't we just jump right in? What have you been brewing lately? I have a couple of beers that need to get bottled today. I will do that. I have a pale, no, not the pale ale. I have a, an American strong ale, and I believe a different pale ale. Okay. So. Very uh, cool. Yeah, no, they're single gallons. They've been sitting a little longer than they should have, but... I'm I'm probably just gonna toss them in a growler or so. Okay, yeah, I I know that I got ten gallons of blonde sitting over there that I I finally have an empty keg, so I've been <laughs> been meaning to keg it for like a week and a half. It's now. It's about dang time, right? Yes, but well, I can I can keg half of it, and I refuse to bottle. So yeah, <laughs> well, you should just do a series of growlers. Nah, seems like we did way too much work. I'll just wait for a keg to empty. Fair enough. <laughs> All right, who do we have with us today? Oh, uh, well, we have Mike. I can't remember his last name. O'Hara. O'Hara. Mike O'Hara. Uh, he's a local home brewer. Uh, he brought in um, a beer for us to try. Why don't you tell us a little bit about this beer and a little bit about your brewing history? Uh, the beer I brought is uh, Rye PA. Uh, it's mimicked after Midwest's Red Rye PA kit. I converted it to an all grain and uh, threw in a different hop variety. For the uh, the hop schedule and uh, I think it turned out okay. I, I I used a yeast cultured from Hetty Topper uh, Conan or otherwise known as Northeast Ale. Okay. And um, fermented it at ambient temperatures. And after doing so, did a lot more research on it and found out that it has a uh, Belgian or saison lineage. Okay. So, you know, doing it in those ambient, you know, 70 degree temperatures brought on a Belgian phenolic, which I wasn't looking for, but I mean, it's, it's not a bad beer. It, it still goes with it, but I was looking more for the ale side and the citrus flavors that okay. it comes out, but still not a bad beer. All right. Um, yeah, and I guess what about uh, like how long have you been brewing? Uh, I've been brewing close to four years now. Uh, funny story. I I was working in a manufacturing setting, and I, I got an out of work injury and lost my job. They didn't have any work for me to do, and uh, so when I got my first retroactive unemployment check, I bought a brewing kit because I wouldn't be able to afford the nice beers I like to drink otherwise. Mm-hmm. And then it just really took off from there. I'm a I'm a really creative type person with music and other aspects of my life so brewing beer I, it just took off so, awesome yeah very cool very it, cool that seems to be how it goes for for many people it just starts as a simple outlet from boredom and then it just explodes into this and takes over their entire yeah. lives right and basements right. and garages and <laughs> there's almost no middle ground it's either going to like uh fascinate you to an extent that you're always doing it or you're just going to eventually stop mm-hmm. and then just not care anymore. Yeah, for sure. Well, I guess why don't we uh, get into tasting this. Miles, um, uh, are you are you ready? I have some notes yeah. ready. Um, uh, yeah, no, I'll, I'll give it a shot here. So I think it smells a little bit citrusy. So I, I don't get it, uh, as much of the rye kind of character coming through. And as you said before, it's entirely possible that it's coming from the yeast. 
and I looked at the recipe. Uh, should I go through the recipe real quick with you? Yeah, but just remember that this was a converted all grain, so it was, yeah, uh, okay. I, I believe, 17 and a half pounds of two row rather than the, than the liquid extract, extract right. instead. Okay. Yeah, me one second. Right. Yay, because I am so ready for this. <laughs> no, um, so we have the the extract that we said was converted to the DME, or excuse me, the two row. Yes. Then we have four ounces of the chocolate rye, six ounces of Kara rye, six ounces of Crystal 60L, eight ounces of rye malt, and eight ounces of flaked rye. And I, I doubled all of those for you. So. All right. Yeah. That, that should have been. 10 gallon batch. Yep. For a 10 gallon okay. batch. Then uh, the hops would have been a combination of Columbus and Chinook and then Citra, you said, right? Yes. It was okay. a Citra hop stand. Citra hop stand. Okay. Yeah. And I, if if you ask me, I I really 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 like rye in an IPA. I think it just gives a taste to the way uh, bitterness feels in a beer. I don't, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a bite yeah. to it. Yeah, you know, it, it really does. And a I lot just, of mouthfeel. I love it. It just pairs very well together. And I get some of this, but I think some of that citra comes through too much for me. Maybe it's just my preference. But I, I like it to be a little more on the harsh side as opposed to, you know, citrus and, and mellow. Okay. Um, for me, I, I am getting a little bit of the rye in the nose. Yeah. Um, that's definitely coming through, but it seems masked by some sort of... I I, I don't know this yeast very well, but it, it definitely has like a Belgian smell to it. Yeah, yeah. farmhouse. Even. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when I taste it... Um, it it tastes Belgian-y to me. It uh, I almost, and I get a little bit of like bubble gum. I don't know if you guys are picking that up at all. Uh, but that the rise there, um, yeah. I just see it. It just seems covered a little bit by the other stuff. Um, and the bitterness is nice. I think it's the level of the bitterness is awesome. Yeah, the the bitterness itself is right where it needs to be. Um, it's just not a harsh bitterness, and that's yeah. and that's what I personally like to see. Yeah. Not that it's wrong with this beer, but that's just what I like. Yeah. Uh, what what uh, what style were you going for again? Like, if you had to put this in a BJCP style, ah, uh, you maybe put it India Pale Ale. Okay. Yeah. Um, right now, I think I'd put it in as like a Belgian Pale. I think it would do fairly well there. Or right. Belgian IPA, or, maybe. Or a Belgian IPA. If I was able to control the fermentation yeah. temperatures, I guess that's that's where I go with that. I, I, think, I guess final final product. Yeah, I agree with you there. Putting yeah. it in a Belgian IPA. Uh, yeah, no, I honestly I think really the only issue with this beer is it was fermented too warm. Yeah, and that's where we got all the phenols and stuff. Yeah. Um, and believe it or not, I had the exact same problem. I made a pale ale with an American yeast, and it came off Belgian. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> it's all about fermentation, uh, fermentation temperature control. Yeah, and it, that's and need, it's it's hard to do, yeah. like especially in the homebrew setting. It's mm-hmm. it, some people can get really scientific and nerdy about it and have like a computer system that controls the whole deal, and it's almost like you you lose a little bit there, in my opinion. You know, yeah, it, I have I have a wooden box with a mini fridge. Uh, stuck in it, so perfect. <laughs> See, that's what I'm it gets me about. close. Yeah, you're still involved in the process. Yeah, so yeah, uh, I I really like this beer. Um, 
Yeah, if, if that temperature control came down. Again, I, I don't know the yeast very well, uh, but I feel like it might have come out just a little bit cleaner. Yeah, and, and this is my first experience using it in a brew as well. So, you know, I, I just went like I normally do with an ale yeast and just let it go at the ambient temperatures mm-hmm. at like 68 or so. Yeah. But, you know, further reading on the yeast, it was like, whoops. I, I got this little, <laughs> I have a little excerpt here for you. The general description of the yeast is appealing, mostly clean, but with a citrus, citrusy apricot character. A more flavorful alternative to the straight-ahead uh, Chico strain, WLP001 and Y-Yeast 1056. Okay. So. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, besides the temp, uh, is there anything you'd like to change about this recipe? Uh, to be honest, I, I, I would like to go to the original hop schedule. Uh, hop schedule. Yeah. yeah because okay. that, uh, the, the whole thing behind this beer was, this was the first beer kit I got with my brewing equipment kit from Midwest. Okay. So this was my first successful all grain. So I wanted to recreate that recipe and do it all grain. And you know, now that I've been playing around with some yeast strains, learning to wash and learning to culture and step up, and I, th- I figured, well, you know, I got this heady topper. Why not culture it and throw it in there and throw, do like my original recipe, but with a little bit more of my experience that I've learned okay. along the way. You know, kind no, of cool. it's just it's a, a great montage, thing. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a great thing to do. Just kind of taste where you come. Yeah, and put like a you know. Put your own spin on it. And exactly. The, the creative A little bit of flair. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Very cool. So, Casey, if you were going to give him, like, any short list of notes, what, what would your suggestions be? Uh, honestly, the big thing for me would be the temperature control. Bring that down. Uh, get yourself a cleaner fermentation. Um, other than that, I'd, I'd really like to taste this uh, cleaner. I think that would be – I think it would be a phenomenal beer. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of cleaner too, I, you you folks can't see it, but you know I'm pretty impressed with the clarity. Yeah, the that beer. that clarity is not half bad. Yeah, I that, I was really worried about that doing first all grain recipe, seeing if you you know see any husks or anything mm-hmm. floating around. I'm pretty uh, impressed. No, it's with pretty that. clean. Yeah. Uh, how how old is this beer now? Uh, I'd have to say less than a month and a half old. Okay, okay. Um, I mean, uh, you know, out of you know. Yeah, yeah, out, out guess, of yeah. yeah. So have you noticed? I'm I'm good. Uh, have you noticed any uh, flavor changes? Yeah, I have actually. Uh, when it was fresh, you know, probably a week on gas, uh, it, it was pretty bitter and overpowering, like a, an aftertaste where I was even, uh, I was even half tempted just to be, you know, screw it, I'll dump it, and move <laughs> on, you know. But my patience, you know, I'll let let's see what happens. I guess I went with that route, and over time, I. I think I even ran into you, Casey, at yeah, Pitchfork, and yep. you tried it really fresh there. Now this is a, you know, what, like two weeks later? Yeah, yeah, this is a couple weeks later, and this is definitely mellowed out yeah. a bunch. Yeah. Uh, those flavors are really starting to meld together. Yeah, I think it's even got a better aroma to it now. Like, I guess the, the Belgian phenolic has kind of mellowed out as well. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not it's, too it's bad. definitely found its way into being almost a table beer. Yes. Uh, it's, it's fairly sessionable. Do you know how strong this is? Uh, I, uh, I think it was like a 1060 down to a 1010. Okay, so five About and a half. Five, five yeah. and a half. Yeah. So a little bit out of session range, but not, not a whole lot. Right. Yeah. I think it was because of the warmer temperatures, too, that it finished out that far. You know, mm-hmm. I, I could have been okay with like a 
ten fifteen or ten seventeen. Yeah, I don't know. That that might have been a little too sweet. I I like where this beer finished. Uh, it 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 the aftertaste is clean. Nothing really lingers a whole lot. Right. Yeah. Uh, the the original recipe would have shot for right around four and a half, but um, I don't know. I kind of like it at this at this level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, it's a little more than a table beer, but it's almost as drinkable. Yeah. Well, Miles, what about you? Do you have any anything you'd add or change? Well, this is, this is a, a little inherent with what you were saying, but I would like to taste this a little more dried out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would uh, very much like to see this with the original hop schedule as well. Yeah, that'd be. Uh, so, again, just kind of reiterating uh, fermentation control, temperature control, and then original hops, and I have no other problems with this beer. Yeah, I really like I, it. You're doing good things, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> One thing, too, that I, I, I normally do but didn't do on this beer is uh, I'd, I'd throw, on a five-gallon batch, I would throw a pound of corn sugar in in the last five minutes to dry it out. Okay. You know? Normally, I would do that on the extract recipes because, you know... They it, seem to finish a little high. Yeah, well, and it, it would, you know, kind of take away from that extract persona of the beer you know mm-hmm. it would finish dry people wouldn't even know it was an extract beer so yeah i even had it on hand and it just didn't get thrown in in the last five minutes of this boy i was going to put like a pound and a half in to dry it out and i think you know that would have definitely helped play on the yeah. aspect of this beer but you know yeah, i mean is- i i mean if if you know if the biggest uh problem we can find in a beer is it was fermented a little too hot like i think that's a damn good beer yeah, yeah. no it's and looking at the recipe, it is amazing how much rye they shoved into this thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's big, man. Going through, and when I was in the grain room, the guys, all the other local customers thought I was crazy, and I was just, you know, had all these bins down, destroying all this rye. They're like, "What is this kid making?" You know? <laughs> Apparently, it's not just beer. He's got bigger things on his mind. Uh, yeah, right? yeah, and that's what I like too. It's uh, this beer is a little bit more out of the box than your regular kit too. You know, the guys when I bought the the, the equipment kit, and I was like, "Yeah, I don't want that." you know, California Common or whatever you want that comes with the kit. I was like, can I exchange it for the Red Rye PA kit? And they're like, yeah, all right. <laughs> but um, that's kind of, you know, growing up in Michigan, I had a, a pretty early introduction into craft beer. So by the time, I, you know, I started brewing mm-hmm. my palate for beers, I was already like, well, let's brew some stouts or porters or something, not like the... Go big. Uh, Right. Something, you know, that's got flavor. Yeah. You know, I could even share with friends and see their reaction and be like, you know, feeling good about their reaction. That it's Oh, for sure. Beer. You know, it's like, I don't want to hand them uh, this Buds for You kit from Midwest. <laughs> you know, let's check this one out. But it's, you know, I like that, especially mm-hmm. with the home brewing. Mm-hmm. Very cool. All right. Well, uh, I guess let's talk about uh, our, well, let's dive into our discussion. And the discussion today is going to be a little different than what we've uh, done in the past. Uh, We're going to be talking about our first uh, beer experiment. experiment. Yeah, or beer experiment or whatever. I don't know. We'll figure out a word for it. How how about experiment? Uh, Maybe. Okay. I don't know. That could work. So uh, we were thinking for our first experiment, we would do a smash wart, uh, single malt and single hop, something simple, uh, split it up into multiple uh, vessels, and then pitch different yeasts in there just to get uh, the different flavors of yeast. Yep. Uh, so there's 
one of the most overlooked aspects of a beer is the yeast. Mm-hmm. People just kind of pick one thing and then just run with it without thinking too hard how it's going to affect the beer and also what consideration it takes for each individual yeast. Yeah. Because like not, not all yeasts are the same. No. Mm-hmm. Not at all. So uh, especially their flavor profile, this is going to help us and hopefully encourage a lot of people to to do the same sort of thing to get the know to get to know your yeast better. Yeah, and well, the the big thing I'm excited to, to see is how drastic. Uh, like I've always heard that if you use the same yeast, you can get a drastically different beer. Yes. Uh, from the same wort, and so I'm really curious to see how how much of that is true, mm-hmm. and so that'll be fun to see. So I think the first thing we should decide is what we want our wort to be. Uh, you know I. Th- I would probably want to go straight Pilsner. You're thinking Pils? See, I was thinking two-row. Well, it it would be a toss-up between two-row and Pilsner, and I think I just whichever one's going to have the least flavor profile, I guess, is kind of what I'd look for. Okay. I mean, taste like beer, but nothing more that you'd be able to say about it. Mm-hmm. So, super simple. I don't know. Does do you think Pilsner is a bad choice? Uh, you can. I, I've had I've had some bad luck with Pilsner in the past, just okay. uh, with. Uh, like DM, not not DMS. Uh, no, yeah, DMS with some DMS issues with pills. Okay. Um, especially in like a smash. Uh, two row usually it's it's a little bit more forgiving, I think. Two row is forgiving, but I I think it can have. I've done smash pale ales, and it can have quite the like abundance of flavor sometimes. Yeah, um, but I don't know if that's necessarily a bad thing for this experiment, where we want we want flavorful beers that yeah. uh, the yeast can drastically change. I suppose, I suppose, just nothing complex. Yeah, Fair yeah, enough. we want we want simple, uh, not necessarily bland. But I don't yeah. know. what do you think, Mike? I think Maris Otter's fun. Oh. Maris Otter, you you hit it on the head. I do, is that too much for this though? Oh, man, Maris Otter could be a lot of fun. Maris Otter, throw one single hop, you know, like your smash, and then do like a London Ale three. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm I'm I think I might have to go on this Maris Otter bandwagon. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump I love on. that malt, man. With uh, I think I think I'll a Maris Otter like Fuggle maybe. Maris Otter Fuggle EKG. Yeah, that's there you thing. go. There you go, and some English yeast strain. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, we we can we can use we can use like the ten twenty eight London Ale strain. We can throw a ten fifty six at it. Um, um, we can throw a Belgian we, strain. Should we do a dry yeast? We should do a dry yeast, uh, like a Nottingham. We could do Nottingham or uh, Cephalo five. There's or, also SO four. SO four is the that's the, the English British, one. Yep. Yeah, so maybe that would be the better one then. Uh, from what I've seen, SO4, f- uh, finishes really low. Okay. By comparison. Hmm. That's, okay. That's a problem. Just kind of a comment. Yeah. Toss it out there. All right. So, I'd say we do, do we want to do a five gallon or do we want to go all out and do 10 gallons of it and split her all up? Oh, go big or go home, guys. Go big or go home. <laughs> Should we do 10? Let's do 10. Let's, let's do 10. Let's it'll, do 10. It'll be an investment. We got to get some more one gallons. Yeah, because, yeah, you know, if you like one, you know, over the other, and it, it turns out the other one is well, way more awesome, then you've got five gallons of it rather than two and a half, you know, or... We could, <laughs> we could, we could do two and a half, uh, we could do, uh, four, 
Uh, let's put it into two and a halfs instead of one gallons. Yeah, double your experiment. Let's put it two and a half, two and a half, two and a half, two and a half, you know. Or I was going to say we could do a five gallon, split it up amongst growlers. Oh, there you go. Hmm. Like, I mean, uh, I don't know. Well, that we, we'll figure out the logistics of it. Yeah, yep. Uh, either way, there's going to be at least five yeasts being yeah. introduced here. At least five. So, all right. So, we're uh, London Ale, yep. 1028. Um, I think we have to do 1056. Yeah, I do, Because I think that's going to be a good baseline it, for everything. It's like a homebrewing standard. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the the dry Cephal 04. Yep, SO4. SO4. Um, and what about uh, 1968, the London ESB? Of course. Um, have you guys ever played with that London Ale 3? Uh, I have not done London Ale 3 yet. I, I, I usually uh, use uh, ESB or uh, London Ale. Rumors is it's from uh, Fuller's. Interesting. Yeah, and it, it's, a, it's a true top fermenter. Top, maybe uh, maybe, maybe I mean, that's what we're going to do here. Proper, maybe we're doing a smash uh, ESB here, and we just do all of the different London, uh, English strains. Maybe. It doesn't clean it out too much. It leaves it a little, you know. And we can see which one we nice. like better for an ESB. That is true. Are we going to do an ESB recipe? We, I, I might have to pull out my ESB recipe then instead of a. Is, instead it, of a, is smash. it a simple one? Um, it's not super complex. None of my recipes are. You know me. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I guess um, the point is it's staying true to the idea of the smash. Yeah. Smash oh, for okay. sure. Okay. Uh, let me. Oh, actually, I think I have my book. He had his. He has his book. I have my book. I think it's in here. I'm just gonna toss it out there. I'm really enjoying your beer. It's not bad, man. That's mm. what I'm saying. As it goes along, you know, and the, it warms up a little bit in the glass, kind of like a stout almost. You know, yeah, the, the clarity pale, really yeah. comes out, and the flavor opens up a little more. Well, it's just it's it's easy drinking. Yeah. It's it's also right. somehow, or excuse me, it's also a, an example of an extreme beer. Like, how much rye can you pack into a beer without wrecking it? Right. We can't call them Imperial now, but, you know, it's a, it's a big, big beer. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. So my ESB recipe is uh, 20 pounds UK two-row. This, pou- this is 10 gallons, Yes. Right? Yeah, 10 gallons. Uh, a pound of Crystal 15 and half a pound of Crystal 120. I'm down. I mean, All right. That, that's and then uh, Kent Golding's is the hop that EK- I use. EKG? Yep. Nice. Yeah, no, I'm I'm game. That's, All right, that could be fun. Enough. All right, so I guess that we have now changed our our madness. Well, you know what? And that's the, that's the point of experimentation, though, right? I I blame Mike. Yeah, <laughs> this is really all Mike's fault. And to punish him, I think when we try these, Mike is going to have to be here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like you know, <laughs> the funny thing is, you guys are talking about this. I got the same thing going on in my closet right now. I did a ten gallon uh, crooked tree clone, and instead of the Nottingham yeast that they say they use, I used a uh, Headwaters. Which is Midwest Supplies proprietary strain. Okay. And also, I threw Conan at the other five gallons. So that would definitely be ready by the time uh, you guys is, would have yours ready as well. Yeah, for sure. We'll have to be make sure neat. we don't work that night. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> That could be a, that could definitely be an interesting show for Ride sure. Ride bikes or walk over for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yep. Man. 
All right, so I'm looking at like the Y yeast, uh, uh, yeast library, and there's so many. I know. Delightful. Well, between Y yeast, White Labs, and Lelemans, and yeah, it's it's ridiculous how many yeast strains there actually are. All and right. You know what? Sorry, I'm just going to toss this out there real quick. There was a I, I read an article. There was a guy who was a brewer, worked in a brewery, etc. And had a beard, of course. And they decided to test his beard hair. Wasn't that, uh, I want to say that was Rogue it's or Rogue. Stone? Yeah. Yeah. It's Rogue. Yeah. Beard yeah. beer. Yeah. Beard beer. Yeah. Yeah. Like B- they, they, they cultured the yeast from his beard. Yeah. Yeah. They found a suitable, a suitable strain of yeast to brew beer. Which, beard. granted, it's probably like some sort of form of Pac-Man. Because, yeah. you know, he's a brewer at Rogue. Yeah. And so <laughs> he probably just had yeast in his beard. That just... Yeah, but it was uh, a, a brand new strain that that I think was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Anyone I told that to, they're like, "Oh, that's gross," and I'm like, "Not really. Not I mean, really. It's, it's, it's weird. Yeast but. <laughs> is yeast. Yeah. I mean, you take it out of his beard, his beard isn't in it anymore. Yeah. So very cool. Well, uh, I don't know if we have a whole lot else to add to this. Uh, we'll come back next week with our solidified plans. Yep. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to brew this in the next uh, week or so. Yeah. We'll yep. fi- we'll figure out some time here and get her done. Sunday or Monday? We'll talk. Off all air. right. All right. <laughs> hey, and thank you guys for having me on. And I, I yeah, appreciate, thanks for coming. I appreciate the feedback on the beer. You know, well, you'll definitely have to come or... back again and taste all these ESBs with us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. And I'll bring over my yeast experiments as well, man. We can. Uh, We'll have a nice little taste. All right. Yes. All right. All right. Uh, Well, that brings us to the end of the show today. Uh, If you enjoyed uh, this show or any of our other shows and you want to support us, you can do that a couple of different ways. The easiest way is to go to our homepage, blindedstudios.com, and click on the Amazon affiliate link at the bottom of the page. Click on that and go to your regular Amazon shopping. And then Amazon gives us a small portion of uh, the revenue that that they bring in. So... It helps us out, and it's really easy for you to do. The other thing you can do if you want to do a little bit more directly, uh, you can go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash blindnewstudios or go to blindnewstudios.com, and there's a link, there's a patron link at the bottom of the homepage, and that's like a recurring donation. Uh, you can do uh, as little as a dollar a month, and we give you a little perk, and every little bit helps. If you have any feedback on this episode or any of our other shows, go ahead and send us an email. At feedback at blindnudestudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnudestudios. Or you can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week.